You're listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast with your hosts, Wu Chou Yi and Cody G. It's recording, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank Hello. you for tuning in. <laughs> S-O-2-E-11. 11, I believe. 11. Patterson was asking about us. He was like, what are you guys on? Like, uh... Episode three or four? I'm like, I think we're going to release 10 this week and record 11. Every time you do a, a voice imitation, it sounds like your dad. <laughs> I sound like my dad? I think I told you that last time. You're like, I don't think Whoa. you told me that. <laughs> Nor do I think my dad sounds like that. <laughs> well, okay. But do a, do a, a Don, Donny G. I can do a Donny G. <laughs> like voice impersonation. I, I swear. I can do his dance. Every time you say there's something like, my dad said this, and you're like, well, Cardi. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a little diff- different. Well, Cody. Well, I've got know. like a general, general I'm talking imitation. and not my voice. Exactly talk. that one. That's what you think my dad sounds like? <laughs> Every time. That's what you think I think my dad sounds like? I forget what your dad sounds like, actually. Well, it's been like a decade. It has. Over. Over, Over a decade. decade. A dozen <laughs> years. Approaching a baker's dozen, Woo. Yeah. Hopefully he still yeah, he still remembers me. Yeah, of course he does. I would tell the story, but this is a PG thirteen store. <laughs> if anyone wants to get the backstory of that. Uh, You'll have to be a guest on the podcast. I'm a married man with children, okay? <laughs> Can't bring that up here. Exactly. Anyways, let's <laughs> Woo, how's your week been? That's uh it's been alright. It's been I've been quite stressed this week, actually. Quite stressed indeed. And I think, I told you why, but it's because of this uh, this acting class that I signed up for. Yeah. So I know it was, when I signed up, I still had some time. Like, I had, like, three, four weeks. So I was like, oh, it's plenty of time. It is now the week that I'm going to be going. This Saturday is my first class. Like, in a few days. In a few days, I'm going to be starting my acting class. And... It's freaking me out, Cody. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Well, because I told you, right? Let's. I just thought it'd be a regular class that you go into, like, like a student, like a student. And, yeah, pen and paper. Pen and paper. You just go and sit down, and they'd start kind of instructing, kind of giving you a glimpse of what acting is, right? Yeah. But I got an email at the beginning of the week for, like, with instructions on how the first class is going to go. So. First part was easy. First part was just make a YouTube video of yourself just introducing yourself. So that I did, no problem. Yep. Um, second one was write a two-page uh, bio of yourself, just typed up, which was... wasn't single space? E- no, just single space. <laughs> yeah, single space. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a long. Yeah. Uh, it's the most I've written in a long time. So I've, I've, I did that, no problem, because that took me a while too because I was like, I have to explain my whole life now. So I started going like through everything. Like, you know, I grew up in an Asian family. <laughs> I was forced to study something I didn't want to. Like, I went that deep yeah. into this letter. And All pretty in much. Two pages? Yeah. I, like, I had to skip a lot. I'll be Did like. Did you talk about your basketball career? No, I didn't talk about that at all. Maybe I. No, this has no place in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had no career. You had a career. You had more of a career than I did. That's not very hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't make the team. I get it. Uh, still. 
but it was it was I went pretty deep in this letter. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much just explaining like I worked on worked on Bay Street and then you know was pretty much living for my weekends and realized once I had my first child you know something had to change because I just wasn't happy. Yeah. Right. And I went pretty deep so that I'm still working on that. Yeah. Trying to cut it down because I kind of went over. I went two and a half and I'm like oh crap I gotta <laughs> gotta stop writing. So. The next part of that email was a script. Ooh. So a script with two characters, a happy and a sad character. And the instructions were, you must memorize both characters because we'll be running these lines during class and you'll be in character. Ooh. Uh, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not ready for this. You haven't taught me anything. No, I wasn't ready at all. I thought, like, you know, I'm doing you two. I'm like, ah. I thought it'd be fine. But then I, I started reading these lines and then started started to imagine myself in character. And on top of that, you have to memorize these lines. Yep. It wasn't just a cold read. You have to actually memorize them. Cold read? Are you getting in the swag? Yeah. Like the, the jargon? Yeah. I've been watching a few of their videos. <laughs> and it's just you have to memorize them and be in character. So I started just, you know, I read it. First, first go, I just read it. And I felt really dumb and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just I got... You felt silly. I felt very silly, and I felt extremely, extremely nervous. Like, I was having my own little panic attack in my room. Yeah. Just at the thought of having to act. And I'm still kind of panicking. I've gotten all the lines memorized, so at least I've gotten that part done. Yeah. Now it's just I'm practicing every day um, trying to get into a specific character. So there's, like, a happy and sad character. So obviously okay. they kind of give you a little bit of... Uh, direction to go in so you're happy in this scene and if you're playing the other character you're going to play a little bit not so happy yeah but you don't have to angry you don't have to play sad but they're like it's your own you know you the character can be whatever you want it to be use your own imagination so i was like okay cool yeah so first run i did it with esther and i played the happy character she played the sad and then (laughs) for some reason oh the happy and the and the and the sad are like Two different talking characters. Talking to each other? Yeah, they're talking to uh, each other. Uh-oh, okay. So it's like a pretty much a conversation between two people. Yeah. Right? And I let Esther play the sad person, and I was the happy person. And I don't know why a gangster accent came out. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was reading these lines, for some reason, I was like, I turned all, like, gangster and started, like, reciting all these lines as if, as if I was a gangster. Like 50 Cent gangster? To give you an example. <laughs> I want to hear an example. I'm <laughs> waiting for an example. The first line is, sad, exclamation mark, you nearly touched a core memory. Um, and then the next line is, once you touch them, we can't change them back. Okay. So my rendition of that was, sad, you damn near touched a core memory. <laughs> and once you touch them, you can't change them back. <laughs> and then Esther started laughing. She's like, why are you sounding like that? I'm like, I don't, I, I'm trying to sound positive. <laughs> so each line after that, I was just for some reason in like a gangster mode. Well, did they tell you where that script was from? I, well, Esther recognized it. Yeah. It's from like an Inside Out. Inside, like an animated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside Out. But then like the next, I, I Googled them too. Yep. I could only find that first line, and then the next lines after that were included. Like, the next line was, like, uh, I know, sorry, 
um, something's wrong with me. I think I'm having a breakdown. And then mm-hmm. the next line was like, you're not having a breakdown. It's just stress. And then the next line was, you know, you get the idea. I couldn't yeah. find the actual script. But then I saw, I just started YouTubing the, the movie itself. Yep. So that kind of gave me an idea of what, I guess, the scene could play out to yep. be. Uh, I've never actually watched the movie, but... So, sidebar, really, really, really good movie. I really encourage you to show it to your children. Inside Out? Um, Yeah. It really, like, as an adult watching this child children's movie in the theater, Mm -hmm. I left thinking, like, like, reflecting on, like, how emotions, like, play into your everyday life and how you view your memories through your emotions and that if you let your emotions control you, you, like controls your outlook on life like a super philosophically deep movie but like presented in a children's fashion super impressive movie i would definitely suggest you and your children yeah well just from that one scene i found on youtube it seemed like a pretty interesting movie to watch yeah just from that core memory idea that they had going on i'm like oh this is pretty neat yeah right then now I have to recite these lines, so I forgot about the movie. I was like, damn it, I gotta do these <laughs> you lines. Gangster woo. I gotta do these lines. So Please I, tell me you're doing. That's how you're gonna present it to the class. That's all I have so far. Oh, I think that's the winner. That's all I have so Gangster far. Gangster woo. Oh, can so, you bring in props? Can you wear like a bandana? I'm sure you can do anything you yeah, want. I mean, uh, anything you want. Because this is how this class works, I think. It's almost like you're auditioning yep. to go to the intermediate level of the acting so from what i understand is or from what it they're making it seem like to be like in the registration notes if you'll be invited back Mm. so the intro you're gonna four weeks you're in the intro class and i guess they're gonna be grading you during that time and then if they think you have what it takes they'll invite you to the intermediate level where you obviously have to pay just like you did the intro class but not anyone can just sign up yeah, for the intermediate level because the second level they do like on camera acting oh, cool. with people who are actually aspiring actors who I guess want to yeah. keep going further in this field and they don't just want a, someone showing up to just screw up everything and so what are your goals do you want to I do want to get to that level yeah. so I'm, that's why I think I'm so stressed yeah. because I'm now I'm thinking like what if I don't get the call back what if I don't well, get invited back you can't think about that stuff right you can only control between now and the end of the day. I know. So that's why I want to do so well with this small scene. Yeah. To kind of give them a, a good first impression. Yeah. But it's stressing me out. But the good thing is I memorized all the lines at least. It was like 15 lines. And I'm actually pretty surprised that I was able to. Because my brain, I told you, doesn't work like it used to. Yeah. But uh, I'm playing those out by myself. It's really funny because I'm doing these by myself, yeah. like in the room, and I feel very silly. Like when you're practicing? Yeah, you when I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm actually trying to get like fully, fully in character. So I have like a new appreciation for actors Acting? and actresses. Because yeah. every time now I watch like um, on my YouTube feed, there's, I guess because I've been searching actors, mm-hmm. it, it shows up like old actors, auditions. Yep. and like scenes in certain famous movies and they all look very like amateur but they're like amazing actors though yeah. like I remember seeing like one from Brad Pitt <laughs> he looked like really he looked so nervous in this this one audition he was doing but yeah. like in the movie he was like amazing right forget what it was but uh, you know kind of gives you a glimpse of 
yeah. what these what you could turn into with with that much practice. So hopefully that practice and professional editing and coaching. Hopefully that's what happens to me. But first go is going to be this Saturday. I'm excited. I'm excited to go to your first premiere. <laughs> we invite me. So you want to be my guest with the the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm nominated. I'm just there, you know. Just you're so good. At <laughs> Hollywood in general is like we gotta have Wu here. Could just just as a guest and his friend. They do that kind of thing, don't they? If you're not nominated for anything, you just be there as a. I have no idea. Neither do I. <laughs> well, I'll find out. <laughs> I will find out in real world experience. Enough about me. I'm. Don't really want to think about this right now. I just want to calm my mind down. Calm it down for me, Cody. Calm it down? Calm it down. Oh. Well, I think you're going to be great. It's, of course, you're nervous the first time. And literally, like, think about it. What is the worst thing that could happen if you forget your lines? Right? My face could turn really red. And oh, no. It looks like you're drinking. Yeah. I've seen an eye, not an actor, um... When people are doing readings, if they get stuck, can't they just scream out line and somebody will feed them the line? I don't know. Have you seen that before? Yeah, I think I have, actually. Yeah, so, like, they're delivering a monologue and they're like, and then... Line. Line? (laughs) And then you hear, like, off in the distance, the pollinator comes into view. Uh And then the pollinator comes into view. Uh Right? You just get, like, a little, little, little reset. Yeah. Give that a shot. Yeah. Line. Silence. He's screaming at us. I said line. Line! Line! (laughs) I'll just stand there. Give me my line. (laughs) I'm doing that to the instructor. He's like, this guy's a professional. (laughs) You sure you haven't had any training before? Uh, Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of funny that you brought up the the home. 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 Why is that funny? Because I was actually just thinking about that. It's something Shopify related. Yeah, tell me um, more. I know that's probably going to go into your topic a little bit. Well, that's fine. But uh, Our topic, woo. But I think I've kind of, for my own Shopify, you know how I, I was trying to build up my own yep. before we do the, the one and a half Asians one? I was actually thinking about meditation-related stuff. Cool. Because, I like that niche. Because out of the courses that I'm learning from, they're saying you have to, number one, you have to have, it has to be catered to a passionate group. Mm-hmm. Right, you can't just be selling like a set of knives or something yep. for eating steak. Like, you know, you can buy those anywhere. But a passionate group, I would think, like, like if you want to be a practicing, you know, in yoga or you mm-hmm. want to be a practice Buddhism, yep, that's a passionate group. Has to solve a problem. I feel it does because people meditate because they want to relieve stress. Yep, or they want to, you know have an out-of-body experience because maybe they're going through stuff in their life, they're going through something at work. That's something I'm passionate about, so I think that's a good way for me to start. Okay. It's not something you can buy at Walmart. It's true. It's not something you can just go anywhere and what, just buy. What are you selling? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can't we buy at Walmart? Right. It's, uh, they're met like meditation beads. Like, like uh, the necklace? The necklace, the, the beads that you can wear on your wrists. Yep. Um, the like spitting balls that make the humming noise? Yeah, those types of things. So anything related, anything that will kind of aid in your 
meditation. Mm-hmm. So I, so I like sand garden. Yeah. So I really like beads because they're easy to carry around with you. Yep. If if you have it in a bracelet form, then usually they come in like there's a count to them. Like so, there's maybe fifteen to twenty beads. Yep. The one that you have around your neck, it's standard like 108 beads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one in the middle. And the reason behind that is like they think 100. You can get to 100 when you're when you're doing your ma- mantra or mm-hmm. mantra or breathing. And they they added the extra eight, I guess, because maybe you get lost in your in your meditation. But those things are really neat to me. So I think that's where I'll kind of start off. And that's a good way, I think, to incorporate maybe later on like health products in the store. Yep. Certain things that I believe will help. Is that something you want to do? You want to turn the Shopify account into something from here? Eventually, I think, because this store, my dad's store, health food store, has never been online. Yeah. And I think that's a good start or a good practice for me to try to maybe help him get online to to reach some people. And I think having stuff like meditation stuff in there that'll help people kind of matches what he believes as well. Because, like, if you look in this store, there's, you know, right behind me, there's a Buddha statue. Yeah. And people, when they're sitting here having consultations from him, they can see all this stuff. So it's yeah. it kind of matches what customers see when they come into the store. Yeah. Mm, I'm not going to have every product in here because that'd just be way too much. But certain products, I believe, are essential to your health. You're performing in your best margins. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think I'll start it just for the store and then that'll give me good practice for when we eventually make this make our 1.5 Asians and yeah so from my end on the Google uh, ads campaign how's that going for you it's good I'm uh, I'm learning lots um, do you feel old I don't feel old just getting in. I feel uh, inspired and invigorated by like the possibilities it, there's so much information that I have to like digest first, but I think once I get a hold of it, it's like a very powerful tool to have in your pocket. The ability to like, literally, if we were to to run a Google ad campaign for this store, let's say, uh, what's the first thing I see there? Selenium. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The whole concept is when you run a Google ad campaign. There's different ways to do it, but. As a business, you want to target uh, a customer who is looking to make a purchase. So I can put a bid on for certain keywords um, that are related to selenium. So if somebody typed into Google where to buy selenium, when that keyword gets processed and it matches my keyword, like the ad for your store will show up at the top of the Google ad results. Yeah. And they can click on that link and it will come to your Shopify page. That's already a customer who wants to, who's like, who wants to buy right now mm-hmm. and wants to buy that specific product. You're able just to be like, buy it for me. You just sneak in front of everyone else. And I think that's a very powerful thing. The only thing, what I worry about when that, like, when you talk about like keywords and all these things, I always think like these big places, like, you know, well.ca. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, other big, like Planet, what is it? Something Planet, Healthy Planet. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're already buying up all the... So that's the thing. There are so many different parameters that you have control over. If, 
like look at the cons of running something so big. If they are so big, they now have to target everyone, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Are those Canada only? Or are they they those United ones are States? Canada? Okay, so imagine you are them and you have to run a Google ad campaign, and you want to target all of Canada. Mm-hmm. You now have to like because there's a risk to this. If 400 billion people search that, like your keywords, then you have to pay for all of those clicks. Yeah, that's true. Right? So you can't, like, you have to limit the amount that you buy or else you're not going to make any money off of your investment into the marketing. And you can also hyper-focus on specific people locally. Can we back up a little bit? When you say pay for those clicks, yeah, that's kind of one concept that's been kind of confusing me a little bit. Okay. So how does that actually work? So let's say, like, I, would, I just want to spend, I don't know, to start off, let's say, 10 bucks a day. 10 bucks a day? Okay. How does that work? So you set up your Google uh, keyword. Yep. So let's simplify and say... Uh, vitamin C? or Vitamin, vitamin C, yeah. right? Super simple. So if somebody types in vitamin C and that matches your parameter, then the ad that you want to be displayed will show up at the top of the Google page. Mm-hmm. So you use Google, obviously. You are aware of the fact that the top two or three links are ads. Mm-hmm. There's like a very, very, very tiny green box that says ad in it. Yep. After those first three are the naturally occurring websites that match vitamin C. Yep. Right? So you can say, I want vitamin C search word and for my link to be displayed. Every time your link is seen, you're not paying for that. It's only when somebody clicks on that link and goes to your website that you pay. But how much do you pay? So that's all dependent on a lot of things, on how many other people are bidding on that, time of day, location, scope of where you're targeting people, right? Because if you're targeting all of Canada, then you have to pay more because they have to like widen the net. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're targeting literally people within like your postal code around the store, so- then you could have the top result in this area and limit your sale, uh, the amount of clicks. You could also put like a price end. So like once you've spent $10 a day, your ad no longer shows up. Oh, that's how you can do it. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. I see, I see. Yeah. And uh, so, have we mentioned him by name? We have a mutual friend who we went to high school with, Nick Olnick, who... uh, The Cage. The Cage, Nicholas Cage. (laughs) this is his job. He's, excuse me, in marketing. So I messaged him the other day and said, hey, I'd like to pick your brain about some marketing. Uh, he was very open to the idea. So we met up for lunch early this week. And like as somebody who's super, super, super new to this, I found it most overwhelming because I'm a big picture guy. I like to see the big picture before I dive into details. And I was struggling to find the big picture mm-hmm. online whenever you Google a specific topic it gave you specifics, which was great. That's information I both want and need to learn, but I just wanted like an overview. And Nick was very much able to provide that to me. And uh, one of the things he was mentioning was that YouTube ads are very reasonably priced uh, and have all of the customizable targeting as the, uh, the Google ad on the search page. So the ads that you see at the beginning of the video exactly. is before a video the, plays. The, the rollover ads at the beginning. 
he was saying that it's uh, he thinks it's you don't pay unless they watch 30 seconds mm-hmm. or click on the link to go to the website. So if everyone watches the video and like sees your your store but doesn't mm-hmm. really click on it, it's free advertising per se. Yeah. And then it, how do you actually get those is it it's I guess so it's hard to actually get your ads running on certain videos, right? No. It's Why would it be No. So if I wanted to make one because ads can be placed like based on a geographical uh, predetermination. So I could just like basically take a map of Burlington and say I want my ad to be shown here and then you could say how many times you want to be viewed. And then it'll play on people watching YouTube in this area. And then you could associate that with keywords or because each person has like a, you know how they're always saying the, the companies are tracking your data. Yeah. So like your internet search history, the websites you visited, like those are all logged on that person's IP address. Yeah. So let's say, because we talked about last week, uh, you running an ad campaign for people to come and call you at the brick to kind of like boost your sales at the brick. So you could run a YouTube ad campaign for people in this area or close to the brick who have visited Leon's, the brick, all of those furniture stores in the last three months. Uh, So it's just... That's my understanding. Kind of target. Actually, that makes sense because you know what? There's a... You know, there's like an Edward Jones. Yep. Right investment. Investment place right beside my dad's store. Yep. I had an ad playing for the advisor in there one time yeah. when I searched a YouTube video because I was curious who actually works in there. Yeah. So I Googled the, the the one in this plaza. Exactly. And that's how, I guess, ads started playing on my, yeah. my YouTube, just from one search. When I started looking at cars, because I was thinking about getting a new car, that's all I saw was a YouTube ads and like banner ads for all of the major car companies in Burlington, like the, the dealerships. That's all yeah. I saw. And now all my ads are like, you want to make money on Shopify? <laughs> See, <laughs> let me, let me show you how you made a million dollars. That's the whole power of targeted marketing. They know you're interested in that. They know you have <laughs> already gone out and searched for it and that maybe you're willing to spend. Right? And yeah. you, you've you said that you went to Udemy and bought a course. So maybe that's tracked. Yeah, it probably is actually. Right? The fact that you keep going back to that website and signing in tells them that you've probably purchased something that you're willing to spend money and you're interested yeah there's so many things to learn that could be a good thing for me since i've already kind of gotten into video absolutely and now acting right you are your own marketing company this could be a big thing for 1.5 asians yeah you might see cody goodell on video as well oh it's gonna happen one day not one day very soon yeah one day (laughs) what are we uh did I miss this? Or do we have a, a, a store planned? Yeah, we do. But what are we selling? Like 1.5 Asian stuff? Yeah, I would... Maybe Asian, like something geared towards... Are we going to sell it to our 13 listeners? We're going to have a print run of gonna, five and hopefully we sell out? Hey man, <laughs> once, our, once our content gets to the point where we think is respectable, I think you'll you'll start pushing it a little bit more. Yeah. And then from there, we can start possibly targeting our audience or yeah 
doesn't necessarily have to be the audience, but I th- I think at least to keep this podcast going and maybe at a a high level, like a high production value level as well, we mm. got to start making some money. And I think Shopify is a good way, especially since we're both diving into this type of thing right now. Having a site open for our podcast is not a big investment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that definitely we can spend a little bit of time each week. Not a little bit. A lot? Yeah, like 40 hours. No. (laughs) That's not the point. Four-hour work week. Well, maybe True. not four hours, but... Have you read the book? I have. All of it? 80% of it. <laughs> I always, like, stop at the end for some reason. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> there can't be any other valuable <laughs> information in this book. But, yes, long story short, I am planning one for our 1.5 Asians. Nice. I thought you knew this. I thought we joked about it. I didn't realize you wanted to make that a reality. I thought we were going to go more towards, like marketing to the Koreans during the World Cup. No, it's it's going to c- become a reality. So my thing is this. I know you're probably going to make... It would be good for you to actually just make a site on your own as well. Yep. Right? Since you're learning all this Google ad and Facebook ad stuff, I'm going to be doing the same. And then we test how... Like, I guess we can test the, each other, see how our strategies are working. Mm-hmm. right? And if one is working, we let the other person know. Yep. And then we bring all our knowledge together and we make one for this for this podcast. Yeah. I think that'll like be that. a good idea. But to, to be really good, like you can't just learn ads. From what I was learning, you have to know how to do everything from the bottom up. So you have to, you're, you're going to have to learn how to make the website. Yep. Which I'll give you access to my my Udemy for the yep. Shopify one. So you can learn how to do everything that way. I also downloaded a really good called Ecom Elites, yep. the full program. So he goes through everything like Shopify store, Facebook ads. Facebook ads is like the biggest section of this course, mm-hmm. which is probably the most important. And I think, yeah, I think we should learn everything from. Yeah, and Nick was telling me that, so Google is such a big player in this space that the Google ads mm-hmm. is the exact same as the Facebook ads, as Yahoo ads, as Bing ads. They are literally 99.9% the exact same. They were like, well, why would we make it any different? Because most people know how to use Google ads. Why would we have to force these people to learn a new, like, is there Is there one that's better than the other, though? Like, Facebook ads seem to be the kind of the big craze going on right now. Woo. The program is the exact exact same, same. just on the Facebook platform. So, like, this is kind of the the overview that Nick was kind of painting for me, in that you look at the entirety of the Internet, it's all about spaces that they are being occupied. So, like, Google, it's like 75% of their business is Google Ads, their revenues. So, like, Facebook, Google... Yahoo, they all have affiliate uh, partners on the internet. Mm -hmm. So like Huffington Post is linked to Facebook, I think Nick was saying. So like if you're ever scrolling through Facebook and you see all these Huffington Post ads, that's like kind of like an intertwining of the two because the people who read Huffington Post get taken to Facebook um, ads. 
So like Facebook knows all about you and they see that you're on Huffington Post and then they could send targeted Facebook ads to the users on Huffington. So the more that they're interconnected in that way. So if I was making an ad just for Facebook, I guess that wouldn't show up in any Google search then. But the benefit of doing it on Google ads is that it shows up everywhere, kind of. So it depends on what you're doing. So you'll see a lot on your Facebook feeds because like Google is more links. It's all text-based, right? Facebook has pictures and videos. And pages and everything. And pages. So when you're scrolling through Facebook, you'll see an ad for whatever it is. Now that we're talking out loud near our phones, uh, probably get an ad for Selenium. Yo, by the way, I was talking about Starbucks with Esther like a month ago. Yeah. I swear to God, I've never typed in Starbucks on my phone. And I started getting like buy a venti something on my google and i'm like well that's a real thing you can play if you put your phone next to a tv in a language you don't speak and go to sleep and when you wake up the next day your your facebook ads will be in a different language ah so that's real that's real yeah god damn i'm scared and you should be so it actually listens like the whole like hey google thing yeah it has to listen to you in order to hear that. So it's always listening. They say that they're not listening in a malicious fashion, but like who, like where's that line drawn? And we're getting way off topic yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. like I know. that's Sorry. a real thing. Frank, okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, by all means. Just <laughs> so yeah, Facebook, you do the same thing. You put your website in front of people to drive traffic to where you want them to go but yeah. it's just done in a little bit of different way it depends on what you're doing and like what you're trying to do right and google has different information about the customers facebook they ask you to list off your hobbies they have a list of people with all of their hobbies listed so if you are selling health related products anyone who has working out eating well living well, all of those tags, you can be like, hey, I want to focus on these people. That one guy, Alex Rickard or whatever, Alex Becker, he does the sewing machine example, Mm -hmm. right? So anyone on Facebook who has sewing or hemming or like anything in the sewing realm listed as a hobby, then you could focus on those people. Hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's a, and it's all about learning like the finer details. Nick was mentioning that if you want to get, when you veer into Google Analytics, so if you want to get uh, analysis on people who are coming to your website, uh, there's like a minimum threshold of a thousand people before Google can claim that it's anonymous information. They won't. Like if we put up a website and one person comes to our website, the first person, they won't give us information about that person because we'd be like, oh, Scott came to our website. (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) It has to be a thousand people before it becomes anonymous. So like all these little tips, right? Because that Becker guy, he talks about like you have to reach a certain threshold before the Facebook ads get good. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. You have to... And that's the biggest hurdle to overcome before it becomes 
like before momentum's being built yeah the one thing i'm just worried about is like am i going to be good at making ads like well we can't worry about that we just have to do it and then of course you're gonna suck just like your acting story just like brad pitt uh auditioning for that whatever it was he sucked but he got better i know that's one of the things in the course too it says like you know you're you have to spend money you're gonna have to spend money making these ads yep and just keep testing and testing and unfortunately it's gonna you're gonna hopefully of course if you're focusing really hard the testing period won't be as long yep and the amount of money that you're spending on ads if you're being smart will eventually in the way that you're testing yeah so my thing is always like how can i show value because you have to be kind of good at writing as well yep. like that's one thing you can't get get past you have to start writing well to attract people with not just pictures, right? Like words yeah, that words. you have on these ads. Ideas, conveying information. So I'm, I'm, I'm about right about there. Like, like for me to be ready to spend the money. Yep. Because I kind of have an idea. And as soon as I get this going, like I do want to get ours for this podcast running. Yeah. Like within like a month, I would say. <laughs> Who are we selling to? I don't know. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be the listeners. See, that's the beauty of, yeah, of ads. Of e-commerce. Are we going to do t-shirts? What are we selling? We'll Posters? Leave, we'll, we'll keep thinking about that. I asked now. you for Teespring the other day, because uh, we're at the website where you can yeah. do drop shipping t-shirts. Yeah. So it's like, one of the other courses I was interested in is like Photoshop. I like fiddled around with it back in high school and university, and like I made some pretty simple but catchy pictures yeah and i think that would be really easy to apply to t-shirts yeah and i think you think about all the stuff that you've done in your life up to this point right you've gone to school yeah right you you spent a hell of a lot of time learning how to be an electrician yeah right and that took effort yeah right and that took money money in your brain as well right yeah you went to culinary school yeah right that took a long time (laughs) a lot of effort right Call me crazy. I think if we put the same effort in there, same effort that we spent, like same effort that I put in yeah. for my four years of university, or even just doing my like level one CFA exam yeah. that it took a long time. Like I focused on it. I didn't know what I was studying either, right? I just yeah. focused on it. We spend that same energy on you learning Google ads, me learning Facebook oh, are we ads. we in semester one? We are. And we spend that energy, the same amount of intense focus. That's what I was trying to say, 40 hours a week, Woo. I don't know if I can do 40. 20. I can do 20. Yeah. Right? But then we put that in. I think it's easy to make 50,000. Yeah. At least. That's a reasonable goal. I think that's a, that's a good way to just start out. Yeah. And I don't know why, why I came up with 50. That just seems like the regular salary. Like, if you're trying to replace your, yeah, your, your income. Your income. Like get out of this rat race. <laughs> you fifty seems like a reasonable number to to aim for. Yeah, and I think that's possible in one year. Yeah, and the good thing about this is it's going to be sustainable because you've now learned a skill. Yeah, that you can repeat. Yeah, and then keep building business after business. Which because you know when you build a website, that's a business. You build two websites, that's another business. Yep. You can keep repeating this because you've spent that good amount of intense focus learning 
how to market and how to advertise well. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, it's inspiring. Like, it is daunting. Like, when I look at the totality of all the things you can do on Google, Google Ads, Google Analytics, Facebook Ads, it's daunting. It is. There's so much to learn. But once you get it, once you digest it, it becomes fun. I honestly think it's it's somewhat like cracking a code. Yep. There's a code to be cracked here. You think so too as well, right? Well, I think that's what it is when you're learning anything. Like, I've obviously spent a lot of time cooking. Mm-hmm. When you first start to learn to cook, you're so focused on the techniques that that's, you can't really see past like the methodology and like the skills of cutting and searing and application of heat. You have to like master that. And then you start looking at different ingredients. And then you start looking at different flavor profiles and then applying all of the information you've learned in like new and fun techniques. And that's kind of where I'm getting to now with cooking. Yeah. Like that tasting menu that I went to was like super inspiring because they're at like a, a level I'd like to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way I see kind of all my learning now. Once you digest baseline information of a subject and like really understand it, your ability to take in new information about that subject is like exponentially higher because you can apply it through different lenses apply of what just, you've already learned. And just test and test and test, right? At exactly. that point, you can test just, and, like, this doesn't work going in a different direction. Then you can start to like project out what's going to happen. So like I could think if somebody says, oh, we want to put uh, cod with lime leaf. I can sit there and think about it. Like, would this balance out? And then if it doesn't, what would I need to add to make it balance it? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Just like if we can understand how to market ourselves and we learn how to do drop shipping, and then the next natural step would be if it makes us the most money, like figuring out a manufacturing line, figuring out something to manufacture. Or I watched a video the other day of a guy he purchased the importing rights to Jägermeister in the 90s (laughs) at that time nobody drank Jägermeister because it's gross super gross Nick Nick Olnick super (laughs) gross it's really sweet oh it's so gross but he I don't mind it (laughs) he was like the grandfather of like the party an alcohol marketing scheme. Yeah. He just went to bars and like greased some bartenders and like push this drink. He would give it away at uh, university parties. He created a culture of drinking and he was he made all the money because all of a sudden more people are buying it so the importing went up. That idea of like finding yeah. a linchpin point where we can apply our marketing to cause demand for something that excites me. If we could find the importing rights to something, if we could find the sales rights to something, and then we cause a demand, I think that's an interesting point of view we could do. We got big things coming. But those are like, that's step 10, and we're on step half. Point five. Yeah, point five. We're moving <laughs> in the right direction, though. Yeah, I'm excited. Sorry, for that same guy then realize that all vodka tastes the same because by definition, it has to be clear, odorless, and flavorless. That's the definition of vodka. Clear, odorless, and flavorless? Yeah. So do you know what he did? He just, he created Grey Goose because he was like, I could create a premium vodka 
and sell it to people for literally double the price of Absolute and just make more money off of the exact same expenditure to create it. Son of a gun. And then he sold that company for billions of dollars. <sighs> then you have people claiming that Chirac is better. <laughs> well, I can't judge. I hate vodka. <laughs> yeah, vodka to me is not a desirable drink. <laughs> Nobody says, hey, do you want to come over? We'll have uh, vodka on the rocks or vodka and tonic. Yeah, it's just weird. That's the thing you drink in high school it's because just... you don't have a palate yet. We'll put vodka in my Gatorade. It tastes like Gatorade. Huh? So drunk. What, do I sound uh, like my dad right now? A little bit. <laughs> What are you uh, smack talking your dad for? I'm not smack talking. <laughs> Maybe that's what my dad sounds yeah. like. All right, Will. It's been another good one. Yeah, Learned I'm excited for next week when like your season acting veteran. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Will, go full into the gangster. Like just embrace it. They might be like, that's not. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 1.5 Asians Podcast and on Twitter at 15 Asians Podcast. Reach out to us on either platform to let us know what you thought about today's episode or to give us ideas about what you'd like to hear Wu and Cody rant about in a future episode. <laughs>